Coming up on this episode, we begin by sharing our early impressions of the new iPhones and iOS 13. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Nextdoor teaching you how to be nice, the apps of PlayPass, and the new Facebook hardware you definitely won't be buying. Stick around, it all starts for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 254, recorded September 23rd, 2019, Quantum Leaps. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course you, we wouldn't forget about you, I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by a couple of guys um, who are just swell, it's Colby Rabineau and Dan Miller. Couple Happy. of swell fellas. Happy second coming of summer. It's back, everyone. With a vengeance. It's back. Yeah. We had those those nice temperate days. It's over. It's sweaty. Done. Sweaty day. You thought it was a limited time offering, but psych. You burned. Literally. Um, guys, we are celebrating a, a huge milestone here tonight, and you may not even realize it. No, I don't realize it. What is our milestone? So this just happened to come to me today, and I was like adding up some numbers in my head. I'm like, that can't be right. So I used a calculator and double-checked my numbers. This episode right here, because uh, Don't Panic is part of the Coffee and Beer family of podcasts, as as we've mentioned many a time uh, here, uh, game nights, up for debate. This is the 501st Coffee and Beer episode. Wow. That's 500 hours of content, give yep. or take. Yep, you're absolutely right. And the incredible Ooh. thing that then I realized, and that's when I got sad, was I've only ever not been on one of these episodes, which is the one you two did of Don't Panic Without Me, which means this is my 500th episode, <laughs> which Ooh. is buck wild insane. That's out of control. I'm like sickened at the thought. Sean. Over what, seven years, <laughs> 500 hours of of this wow wow look what we've done what we've created we're like the mad scientists of audio <laughs> and, we, and we should be chased out of town with pitchforks and torches and there's still time i mean if they haven't canceled us by now colby i you know Right. We're, we're, right. we're flying so low under the radar, we've crashed into the ground. I think is how I would describe us. So congratulations to 500 episodes. Hey, here's to at least a couple more. Cheers. Cheers yes, to that. Sir. Clink. Cheers. There you go. Very nice. Uh, so what's new with the what's new with you guys? What's going on? I upgraded to iOS 13 because I couldn't wait. As did I. As did I. <laughs> I mean, it was five, it's As five it, days. Like, really? Is it really worth waiting? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's been okay so far. I've had a couple weird things happen. Some things with notifications. Also on my watch, like weird things on the watch. Mm. Did you upgrade to watchOS 6? Yeah. yeah. Um... I like dark mode, though. Sean doesn't like I, it. No, you know what it is? It's not dark mode enough for me. And the, and the issue oh. is, I think the... A, it's not dark enough. I need it darker. If you're going to do dark mode, you do dark mode. I don't want, like, soft gray mode. Um, mm. And the other thing is that 
the Apple's built in apps work really well and the sort of UI works really well. And then you go into like Instagram or Facebook or something and they're blindingly bright. You know, Outlook has yeah. a really good dark mode. Tweetbot has a really good dark mode. I mean, there are apps that do it, but it's on an app by app basis. So it totally defeats the point. And apps don't default to dark mode. You have, I don't know if there's an ability to do this in iOS. I just haven't seen an app do it yet. If it can detect you have dark mode on and automatically change. Slack, oh, it Slack does it now. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so oh, does, I didn't even notice. Uh, OmniFocus. Oh, yeah, draft. it did switch to dark. Okay. That's good. More apps need to do that. That's what's missing for me. It's not really dark mode dark until the sky. apps support it. Mm. See, I already had a lot of them in dark mode. I'm a big dark mode fan. Yeah, I think that stuff will get there. Uh, I Let's see. What iOS 13 updates do I have? Well, I don't really have any iOS 13 specific things to complain about. I The new share sheet is cool. Uh, yeah. Yep. However, I also got... Whoa! Jeez! Oh, and, already. And, oh, actually, I have, there's a couple interesting things about this. So I accidentally scheduled my pickup at the Apple Store for 8 a.m. on Friday, which is the first possible time it could be. Um, because of time zones, I screwed it up. Uh, made, made the appointment in a different time zone. Classic. And so that was my first time being at an Apple Store for, like, opening morning of a thing mm. and it was like it wasn't insane but it was definitely very busy uh they had a very interesting system set up where you would get in a line outside and then you would get in a line inside and then while you're in the line someone would take your order as it were your pre-order in this case i guess i was in the pre-order line and then eventually, while you're still online, get you your phone and then bring you upstairs to a, like this antechamber where you would get walked through setting up your phone, which I didn't really need. But I was like, you know what? I'll do it. Like, let's see what happens. Uh, but really, there was, there was nothing to it. My phone, because I did the pre-order with the Apple Upgrade program, my phone came like pre, I guess, registered my T-Mobile account. I have no idea how they do that. Mm -hmm. So I just turned it on and then it. I didn't have to do anything else to transfer the service, and then I've you know watched their Wi-Fi slowly burn to the ground as a bunch of people are restoring from Wi-Fi backups simultaneously. And then I got tired of waiting and I left. Um, but that that was an interesting experience. As predicted, uh, the camera is amazing, and also as predicted, I miss 3D touch on the keyboard so much. Like really. Yeah, yeah. There's this thing you can do where you press like in on the space bar to get that trackpad uh, behavior, like you can in the old phones, where you 3D touch into the keyboard and then you get the trackpad <laughs> move the insertion point around. But it doesn't scroll as well. I don't know why. So I often use this because I'm a nerd to like edit URLs by hand if I know what the URL needs mm. to be, and I can't scooch the cursor to the end of the URL. Mm. Uh, at Wait, all. Is there is there no more 3D touch? No more 3D touch on the new phones. What? I know. I didn't know that. I would have kept my old phone. <laughs> um, I don't want to touch in two dimensions. It's not as much fun. I mean, maybe someday we'll get 4D touch. Well, that sounds fine, but... 
Where am I now in the meantime? Now you're uh, you're flat yeah. as hell, man. Uh, what a day. I never what used 3D day. touch. That's fascinating. I would not have guessed you had said that. You never used 3D touch for the keyboard? I thought nope. we talked about it on this yeah, program. Yeah, we didn't. I, I keep forgetting it exists. So I'm I'm a luddite oh. and I just do I also don't edit stuff that often to be honest. And I've gotten really good about doing it the old-fashioned way. But I agree with you. I agree with you. I hadn't even noticed. The new camera, yeah, the new camera is amazing in light mode and the it's extremely crisp or sorry, dark mode. Um the new camera app that you only get on the new phones, or is it just the Pro? I'm not really sure, where you can see it's like always capturing the whole, uh, all three sensors, so mm-hmm. you can crop outside of where the frame was, or adjust alignment. That's That stuff is really cool. That's cool. The other thing I missed through you touch for is, I don't know, on, the, on your home screen, Sean, you have like the flashlight and then the the uh, camera, the camera button. Yeah. Or I guess the lock screen. Yeah. You have to you have to three D touch on your camera button to get it to work, right? Right. But now you you can't do that, so you you long press on it, which takes longer. Um, what? But now I've learned that you can you swipe to the right, whoop, and that does the same thing. Oh, sorry, no one can see. Oh. Isn't oh mine yeah. does that too? But hang that's on. always been the case, hasn't it? Oh, maybe it needs to be unlocked. Sweet. Yeah, that's no, right. that's no, that's always been there. Um, oh, look at that. God, that screen looks great. Uh, no, Dan, I because I was just thinking you keep like talking about 3D touch over and over. The iPhone 10R doesn't have 3D touch. It never had 3D touch. I haven't had 3D touch uh, for a year. That's why. I didn't realize that. It's haptic huh. touch now is the thing. Yeah, so I'm not as big a fan of that. I like the matte back. Is an improvement over the yeah. glossy back. And you got the space gray? Is that correct? I did, yes. Got a case on that bad boy yet? Absolutely not. Hey. That's what the Apple upgrade program is for. They say it's the yep. most durable phone they've ever made. Put it I to the test. Care. Plus, yeah, it's so heavy. If I put a case on it, like... Now, does the, does the upgrade program cause uh, cover drafts? The default Apple Care? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's if they do. I don't know if it's free or a very low charge. It might be mm. one of those like twenty nine dollar repair fees. But yeah, no, they, it, gotcha. it covers it. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, so I'm not worried about it. Great. I'm I'm excited for my space green phone when it gets here. Yeah. Space green. That would be great. We should put space in front of all the colors. Yeah. Space gold. Space gold and uh, space silver. <laughs> space rose gold. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, that's great. Well, I'm curious what your uh, um, long-term research will uh, pan out on the battery life. My years of research. See if you notice All a big leading difference. Up to this moment. That's great. I will say, um, honestly, the biggest difference I've seen in iOS 13 is uh, Face ID is a lot faster. That's really the first thing I noticed right away. Oh, interesting, because I, I saw all the reviewers saying that it didn't seem faster on the new phones, but it did seem faster to me, but maybe that's just an iOS 13 thing. I, I genuinely, like I said, that was like the very first thing I noticed when I upgraded. It was like, wow, that's really zippy, and it's been really zippy since. So that was a nice, uh, a nice upgrade, but otherwise there aren't really... 
too many of the other features. Uh, oh, I tried the new CarPlay, which I was very excited about. Ooh. Is it everything uh, you hoped? It's better than the old one. It needs some work. The big advantage was, well, the overall design tweaks are good. It's just a little better to look at. But the big advantage was going to be their sort of multi-mix screen where you were going to have the map with your music controls, with the other stuff, kind of Siri-controlled smart interface. The issue is that particular layout only supports Apple Maps at the moment. And you can't get Google Maps in it, which drives me crazy, and so I don't use it. Have you tried Apple Maps recently? I have. I tried the navigation um, in the car with the new Apple Maps. And using that like multi-panel screen, it works super, super well. Um, the directions are very clear. Um, and it worked very fast. And I didn't really have any complaints or issues with it. Um, uh-huh. I haven't used it on the phone at all. Gotcha. But it worked. It's. I've noticed it's a little more aggressive of like, knowing when I leave work every day and being like, oh, it's seven minutes to your house with light traffic and kind of that kind of Google stuff's been doing for a while, being more aggressive about suggesting things. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seemed to work very well. It was very crisp and fast and direction seemed adequate. Yeah, I used Google Maps a little bit on that long drive I did a couple of weeks ago and it was it was fine. All right. Did I say Google Maps? I meant to say Apple Maps. Yeah, Um, it was fine. Yeah, I agree with you. Nice. The, 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 and this is getting into the minutia a little bit, but uh, the new CarPlay supports, you know, cars, they have that, like that main screen in the center of the console, but then they also have that small screen behind the steering wheel. Usually yeah, where, the, where like the, the speedometer is. Yeah, that uses that secondary display that'll show you like tire pressure and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, the new CarPlay actually supports using both displays, which is That's interesting, cool. but zero cars on the market currently support it. Mm. So... <laughs> Um, I would like to see well, that, that upgrade. Uh, but otherwise, no, it's been fine. Watch OS 6, I haven't really... So wait, if you had that up, would you not see your speed? You know, I don't know the details of how it works. I mean, obviously you have the physical speedometer. Most cars still have a physical speedometer, but um, I would assume they would wrap that data in. The new cars, Apple supports doing the AC and the all that kind of stuff oh. through CarPlay. Again, not in a lot of models, only the brand newest ones. But um, I would assume then they can jack into that data and just use that. You can That's customize so cool. that display. But so I don't like know the can, details of that. You can tell Siri to turn up the air conditioning. You can tell her to set to a specific degree. What? Yeah, it's just a, it's just one of those things where it's like particular automakers and that's always yeah. the pain is integrating. That's very And I have cool. a 2018 and it's not integrated. So um, they're, they're just getting there now. That's so cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other... WatchOS, I haven't really noticed anything. Oh, I love that you all turned me on to switching to the AppList view last year. Yeah. I think in the AppList view, the icons are much bigger now. And the font's they're bigger. They're so clickable. And, yeah. They're fantastic, yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, I like... One of the, I like the new this new watch face. This one. Oh, bold. Which one? The the big chunky numbers. Oh, that's the one I'm using too, or I was using it. I think that'll be my new weekend watch face when I don't need to have my calendar up all the time. Weekend watch face. I was disappointed that I hadn't really looked through the watch faces in a while, but I was disappointed that more of them don't have complications. Yeah. The watch face gallery is weak, period. I'm just yeah. going to come right out and say it. it's not good. Like, so why, why, why aren't there third-party watch faces yet? Come on. Well, well, I, 
I don't remember where I read this, but I saw a thing that was like, oh, the reason why there are no third-party watch faces is because now Apple knew that watch faces were going to eventually have to support this low power mode. Uh, and so you can't have a watch face that's just like a program doing shit in the background and then like how do you manage that like so I I don't think it's still out of the question and I think now they know like oh okay like here's how you take advantage of that crazy one hertz display driver and here's uh, the things that you can and cannot do or how you structure an app so that sometimes it can make API calls and sometimes it can't or, or whatever right Right. Um, that but, makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel like, on the one hand, I'm like, well, Apple should be really good at making watch faces because this is like, it's just an interface. It's yep. like their whole their whole deal. Uh, the software and the hardware, they're the only ones that can do it. It's super locked down. But maybe they also, like, that is true, but they don't, like, that same instinct drives them to not make watch faces with complications because then you might have like uh, people who can make it ugly or whatever. Mm, it gets complicated. Ah. Um, no, I think, but even outside of complications, what drives me crazy is because I remembered in the announcement, oh, hey, new watch faces. I went and looked and I'm like, none of these are new. I thought the new ones were old ones because they're not unique or that different from, you know, like a, a great example is, right? They have those couple of Disney ones that they announced years ago with Mickey and Minnie and Woody at a Spider-Man one. I mean, it's like they, they haven't expanded it in any way. It's baffling to me, even for Apple to not do it. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious what they're, what, what, why? Why? I don't know. And the the ones I like are the cool ones that only Apple could do, where it's like a a video of a mountain that reflects the time of day, the solar watch face. Yeah. Uh, they have all these dope wallpapers on the Apple TV. I would love to see stuff like that on the watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Um, I did learn my iPad is not iPad OS compatible. Oh, womp, womp, too old. I've officially what crossed that threshold. Uh, see, the problem is I don't know the, I don't know the any of the the names of them anymore. I, it's somewhere <laughs> well, between were... iPad Four and iPad Air One. <laughs> oh, I think I think I'd have to I'd have to pull the serial number and Google it. Or the model number, um, and find out. So I think I'm just too old because I was still getting 12 updates. Huh. Now that's happening tomorrow, right? That I just realized that before we came on air. Yeah, that I that they changed the date from September 24th to September 30th. Or, it's sorry, confusing. From September 30th to September 24th. There's actually oh. a story in the rundown about this. They moved it up. Well, the the 13.1 and iPad OS. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Six days ahead of schedule. Yeah, they'll be adding in 13.1 um, automated Siri shortcut actions, a share ETA feature in Apple Maps, which could be fun. Um, I didn't get to try any of the Find Me stuff, Find My stuff with the Find My Friends and any of that. I'm curious how no, me either. some of that would work. Um, general bug fixes, of course, um, as well. And there's some other iOS 13 features that won't come until later this fall. Uh, one other question I have for you guys. Did you guys sign up for uh, Apple Arcade? I did. Uh, 
I didn't we want to talk about this now or with the Google News. Well, you know what? Why don't we just pivot smoothly right into this week's news? Um, among them, Google Play Pass. Uh, we talked previously on the show about Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus and all these sort of subscription things. Uh, well, right now, Google's bringing out their own subscription with the Google Play Pass. Uh, it's going to bundle over 350 games and apps for Android users for $99 a month. It'll be served ad-free and without any in-app purchases. Google will give users 10 days free. Um, and the first year will be at $199 a month. It'll be in the U.S. this week and other countries soon. Um, all of the games available on Google Play Pass are already available in the Play Store and will continue to be available as standalone purchases. So they're not exclusive to the Play Pass. Um, and if you've previously installed any app that's included, your current app should automatically have its ads and in-app purchases unlocked and removed, respectively. Um that's cool. Google says roughly two-thirds of the apps included are games, including uh, Stardew Valley, Monument Valley, Limbo Risk, uh, Mini what Metro. Two-thirds of the apps included in this are games. What are the other ones? That's a really great question. I'm going to see while we discuss this if I can find a list. Um, it's cool. I like that this, uh, if you have... That, it, that it's not exclusive games is kind of nice. It, but maybe it's not good for Google, but it's good for me. Um, but then the other thing that I've been realizing, I've played around with Apple Arcade, is I don't want a free version of, like, a Clash of Clans or, or whatever. One of those games that's designed to be cost or mm. to have, like, microtransactions. Those games just aren't fun. Like... If you take away the microtransaction part, it doesn't make the game more fun. It actually makes it worse. And you're just like, oh, well, this is awkward and, like, non-intuitive. And why do I have to do all this clicking and uh, stuff like that? So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how this turns out for El Goog. I'm also curious how they, they, they put this together pretty quickly, it seems like. Uh, curious what the deals are like. Yeah, the only uh, non-game app I can find them referencing is AccuWeather. Oh, okay. Which is a paid app at the moment. A Pick Stitch, Collage Maker, Turnable, Tunable, oh, so, which is music practice tools. So that's interesting. I wonder, yeah, that I wonder, uh, hmm. I guess why wouldn't that? If I don't know if this works for the game people, but if it does... Uh, why wouldn't it work for OmniFocus and all those people, too? I guess OmniFocus is more expensive. Yeah, I don't know the price level of what they're including. Yeah. The, the question for me is that they say they're going to rotate stuff in and out. And my question is, if you've been using an app for a year that normally costs five or six bucks, I think with a game, it's one thing, because theoretically by then you would have beaten it depending on the game. But with just like a weather app or something like that, I think it would be disappointing right. to suddenly have it disappear from your device. Ooh, yeah. Agreed. That would stink. So, huh. there you go. Now, is that with Apple Arcade, are those games on there indefinitely? I think so, because aren't these all unique games? Aren't they all uh, exclusives? I think, so. I think so. So, yeah, I think they would. Yes. Um, I can go through... So I spent some time with Apple Arcade, uh, 
and I have some recommendations. Oh, hey, fantastic. I have uh, some myself as well, so this is this will be fun. Oh, okay. We'll do a little segment. Uh, I only have two recommendations, I think. Okay. Um, I'll give you the one I haven't played yet, but I'm, I know it's going to be good. It's from a game maker that I have recommended before that makes those kind of like cool little card games you can play on iOS. This is called Cards of Darkness. Um, and the other one I really liked, or that one I know I'm going to really like, and it's a great deal if you're in Apple Arcade. The other one that I found I really liked was What the Golf. Uh, what the Golf is like a surrealist mobile golf game where you... I don't want to say too much. Uh, it reminds me a lot of this other game I'm playing that I tried to explain to Colby once, where like there's a weird... Stuff happens, and you're not like it's not like any golf game you've ever seen uh, in terms of the levels, but also the mechanics. Like, I, I don't want to say anything more. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything about how it works because I think so much of it is probably like, oh wow, like this level is completely different from all the other levels in interesting ways. So I just downloaded. I'm very excited. Check out with the golf. It's it's a lot of fun. It's pretty easy so far. It's just a it's just a fun thing to experience. <laughs> Neat. Uh, can you not search for Apple Arcade games? Yeah, you can. It's the yeah, same app can. store search. I and if you search, it says search in arcade. Card of Darkness. Oh, card. Yeah, for some reason it won't take Cards of Darkness, which is annoying. Because the exact same thing happened to me. Huh. Lame. That's cool. What the golf? So it um, sounds like you also signed up then, Colby? Yeah. Do the free trial. I've downloaded, at this point, six games now. I've played one of them. Um, I played the, that one Overland a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like you're in a car driving around the wasteland. I don't know. It seems kind of fun, but I really have played for like ten minutes. Now, something... I'd, I will say is in some ways I'm more excited for the new Apple TV so I can hook my controllers up to it yeah. and play some of these more complicated games on the big screen than I am for iPad OS. But have any of you tried to do that on your like iPhones? No. Hook up a controller? Okay. Not yet. Can you... Yeah, that... Do I have any wireless controllers? My, Believe it or not, I, I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but uh, a couple weeks ago, my Vizio TV got an over-the-air update and is now AirPlay compatible. Oh, that's dope. Which is exciting. Whoa. That was a big surprise to me, AirPlay 2. So um, I'll have to see if I can send some that's, games up there. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Sean, what are your what are your picks? Um, I, You know, I'm a big puzzler. That's kind of my thing. Um, hey, you're a puzzling kind of guy. Bit of a puzzler. Uh, Mini Motorways is great if you liked uh, Mini Metro, which I picked on the show before. It's the same people, similar idea, but it's got enough tweaks to it that it's different. Um, and that's just a good kill time puzzler. Um, and I also like Possessions, which I just started playing. And it's an optical illusion game where you have to kind of spin around to to make things line up the right way. Um. To close it out, it's one of the easier games I've played so far. I mean, I've only just started, but um, maybe I'm just really good at puzzles. Not bragging. Uh, but it, it's been fun so far, so um, I've been enjoying that. So those are my games so far. Sweet. And I am 
the, the first thing I thought was like, oh, this would be really fun on an iPad or an Apple TV. I think the phone is a tough place to get excited for Apple Arcade, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, because so many for... of the games are pretty high end and pretty they look involved. Good. Yeah, like they're not simple. Is it Apple Arcade's coming with iPad OS, right? Yes. Sick. Yep. So you gotta wait a little bit longer. We're very close. Just a few more days. A few more days. Um, let's see, guys. Unless there's any other Apple stuff, if it's we want just wanna... one more day, right? Uh, the twenty. 25th. 5th, so you got two more days. I thought it was the 24th. I don't. What day is it even today? I don't know. Why are you asking me? I'm a millennial. I don't know how calendars work. I'm pretty sure it's the 24th. It's tomorrow. But to be fair, you can also download it in two days, so I technically wasn't wrong. <laughs> Burned you. Best kind of correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> technically, yes. Uh, Okie dokie. What else would we like to discuss? <laughs> We've got stories. News. Well, we talked about iOS 13.1 getting released sooner. Oh, real world drone deliveries. Yeah, we haven't talked Waiting too much about this. this. Uh, you know, we've kind of heard a lot about drone deliveries. Not really too much here in the U.S. Well, uh, Wing, which is the drone delivery company that started at the Google X Lab, um, it's under the alphabet umbrella, um, is officially launching a test program in Virginia. Uh, as part of the program, Virginia. Wing will, Wing will uh, yes, Virginia, uh, Christiansburg, Virginia, to be specific. Uh, and if you're one of the 22,000 people in that town um, and are in a neighborhood they've deemed eligible, um, you will be able to order select things from Walgreens, select packages from FedEx Express, and sweets and stationery from Sugar Magnolia, uh, a local uh, chain who sells sweets and stationery. Uh, Wing <laughs> says the pilot program is limited to the small town for now as they work with the locals. How does it work? Uh, when the customer places an order, one of Wing's delivery drones heads for a pickup location. Uh, Wing's drones are only allowed to take off or land in specific locations. Therefore, pickups and deliveries are handled via a tether, a cable, uh, with the drone itself hovering about 20 feet in the air. Once at Wait. the pickup... What? Once at the pickup location, a tether is lowered from the drone and a human operator hooks the package onto the line. The drone winches the packet into the air, up to the drone, secures it, and heads for the destination. Once in flight, Wing says its drone cruises at about 60 to 70 miles per hour with a range of about 6 miles each way. Once the drone arrives at the delivery location, the same tether line lowers the package. When the drone detects the package has reached the ground, the package is released, and the drone heads back home. All in all, Wing estimates they can make delivery within about 10 minutes of a customer finalizing their order. It's kind of cool. A, there's a picture in this article of what the packages sort of look like with their little hook hole and... Um, and they do say if the tether gets stuck on something or someone tries to grab it and tug it down, the drone is designed to detect the resistance and release the tether, dropping the line to the ground. Uh, it can currently handle, you're getting any funny ideas. Uh, don't even think about it. Uh, it can currently handle a payload of about three pounds. Nice. You get three pounds of M&Ms. You, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You you could you could ship a smaller drone via FedEx and have it delivered via drone. <laughs> That's the dream. Speaking of drones, they invented air cranes. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Sean, are you okay? Do you need us to send help? Just every every he the cat jumped on my desk the other day and knocked a bunch of crap off of it. 
He knows he's not allowed on the desk, and yet he does it anyway. That's the nature of a cat. And then he sits on my hand. He he gets jealous because he doesn't like when I'm on the computer because I'm not giving him attention. So he'll like lay or sit on my hand when it's on the mouse, so I can't move it. And he, so he knows I'll stop using the computer and give him attention. Aww. And now Whoa. he's now he's meowing because he wants my attention. No, go we away. We can give him virtual attention. Does does do cats understand virtual attention? Yeah, he barely stands. He barely understands human attention. Never mind virtual attention. <laughs> he needs. He needs to snuggle. Damn it. Um, damn. I feel you. So I think this is exciting. I think this is this is neat. I'm I'm glad they solved the idea of drones flying very low and close to your house by just putting a giant cable on it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm still yeah. waiting for the first, uh, you know, takedown of one of these people <laughs> shooting at it with guns and stuff. Now, here's a question: Will, will friend of the show and a fellow coffee and beer network host Matt be able to uh, move his house into this? Uh, suburban area into christiansburg um i up with him i gotta look on the map and see where that is in relation to how far away it is from where he lives now um oh yeah no it's panic uh field trip it's at the uh western end of the state he doesn't live anywhere near there oh because you would assume it was near like dc or something it's not total other end of the state that's too bad sorry close to roanoke Yep. Cool. So, look forward to that, fine citizens of Virginia. What else do we got? Oh, Dan, what else do we got? We got... uh, Oh, we have to talk about Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Hey, give them credit. They're still trying. They're still trying, all right. They're trying all sorts of things. Now, uh, we've talked previously on the show about uh, the Facebook portal devices. I know you both own, what, three or four of them apiece? (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone yeah, has yeah, one I of their own. I all my friends get one, too. Yes. Yep. Um, well, the good news is they've got new ones, uh, and you, my friend, can own them. Uh, starting with uh, two two new devices, we'll start with the uh, the more basic of the two. The second-generation portal devices, um, they are uh, cheaper and smaller and have WhatsApp is the short version of the story. Uh the two screens, uh, Portal is the larger one. It's a redesign of the previous model and a smaller one known as the Portal Mini. Um, the uh, prices have dropped down. The 8-inch Portal Mini will retail for $129, and the 10-inch Portal will retail for $179. You'll notice the larger Portal doesn't have that fancy rotating display the last version of the model did. That was the <laughs> Portal Plus. Um, I didn't were... even remember that they had ever released this. Oh, they were in be- they're like in Best Buys. I've never seen one. Never seen one. Um, Portal is coming to more countries beyond the U.S. and Canada. It's also getting WhatsApp support for calls and video chats uh, for the first time. They also support picture-in-picture viewing sessions. So, And get this, because I know you're really excited. Both you and a friend can both view a video on Facebook Watch together while Ooh. looking at each other. Wait, oh. now, could a, could you and a friend watch the Don't Panic show? While I don't know if we're. Each other. I don't Snap. think we're technically on watch. Is the thing? Uh, Are we gonna take the Facebook portal challenge? That <laughs> <laughs> <Bad laughs> chance, Dan. Um, uh, the 
Portal also has uh, Alexa Assistant support, same as the old model, but now has Amazon Prime Video on it as well. So you can watch a movie on your weird Portal. TV while <laughs> you can watch a movie while your TV watches you watching a movie. Yes, exactly. Perfect. You got yeah. it. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure Facebook hasn't released any sales numbers on these bad boys. Nope, they do not break those out. I mean, it must be enough for them to keep building them, or they just don't care. I mean, they have the the money printing machine. So, they don't have to care. Yeah. Now, the good news is, you've already got a portal in your kitchen and a portal mini in the bedroom, but what about the living room? Well, the good news is Facebook can also be there introducing the Portal TV. It plugs into your TV. Uh, for $149, uh, beginning November 5th, you can own a video chat device for your TV. It kind of looks like a what, the, the Connect sensor bar, if you remember. That. It's just kind of like a long black bar with a camera in it. Uh, it plugs into your TV using the HDMI port, um, and it does the same things the Portal does. You make uh, video and voice calls with WhatsApp and Messenger. Um it uses Facebook smart camera technology to pan and zoom around the room as you move around there. Um, it, you just say, hey, portal, and it'll wake up. Uh, it also has augmented reality effects for your face and voice. Uh, it's also got the same picture-in-picture mode. Um, it has certain select streaming services on it um, in case you don't already have a device that supports them. Um, and it comes with a remote. So... so- I wonder, I was reading the other day about how Amazon has their own video chat client that they just use internally so that they don't have to use anyone else. I wonder how much of this is like the Facebook workplace being like, well, we can't have like another company's video conferencing software. So we need something that hooks up to a TV and can take video calls. (laughs) Does the Facebook TV portal thing have screen sharing? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, but it does have the it that. does have the picture in picture with Facebook Watch, which theoretically right. could be extended to include. Because Facebook screens. loves dog fooding, so I wonder if they're like picture in picturing us like the the people, and then on the main screen is like a live stream of someone's screen sharing something. It wouldn't now, surprise me. That's a great does point. The, does the TV bar move around? Does it do the thing where it follows you? No, no it's that all. Was, I'm that assuming was the other one, right? No, the, the device never one? moved around. I don't know what resolution. Uh, I'm assuming, and I'm assuming, uh, it's a 4K camera, and it's got enough resolution that it can zoom in without losing a lot of quality. Gotcha. Um, yeah, gotcha. That, but that's just a guess, which I believe is what they had in the the old one. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm not going to get one of these, probably. Yeah, me either. All right. Okay, well, that was easy. We're not buying them. Yeah, we're not. We should talk about Nextdoor. We should. I thought this was fun. I I like this story a lot. I love talking about Nextdoor. Guys, do you think Nextdoor is a little too mean? Uh, No, not not around me. I only have one funny Nextdoor story, but are people mean on Nextdoor? Apparently enough for uh, Nextdoor to introduce a kindness reminder feature to try and dissuade neighbors from posting mean comments. 
Um, the way it works is that the uh, kindness reminder technology uh, looks for uh, when you try and post a comment that's too similar to one that's been flagged in the past, the app will prompt you to edit your response and provide a link to community guidelines. Uh, it'll read, quote, kind replies make a difference. We noticed your reply looks similar to content that's been reported in the past. Would you like to rephrase it? Uh, and although you're free to publish the comment in original form, there's a brighter, more colorful, larger edit reply button. Uh, in its beta test of the feature, Nextdoor said a, quote, significant number of users chose to edit their comments after receiving the message. They say it uses machine learning to analyze previous comments that have been flagged for containing Ooh. offensive comment. It's launching today in the U.S. and globally in the coming months. Oh, boy. Wow. Well. I don't know if this is good or bad. I mean, the, the sort of example posts that they use in this uh, sample image they shared uh, has someone writing, uh, Chrissy, you're an idiot. Why would you suggest that? And it says kindness makes a difference. So they change it to that seems like a bad idea to me. <laughs> so that's the, the kinder way to say, Chrissy, you're an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, but what if Chrissy is an idiot? <laughs> well, but, never but, told but that's what's great is you can post it in its original form if you want. You don't right. have to be kind. It's just suggested that you are. I, you know, I would like this as an iOS keyboard. <laughs> For just everything you type? Yes. The, kind, the kindness keyboard? The kindness keyboard. Nice that's, alliteration. That would be... And then I would love for that to, like, grade you on a scale of 1 to 10 for kindness. Oh, yeah. And be like, this comment is like a six. And you're like, I can get away with a six. It's like, this is a nine. And you're like, ooh, I got to tone it back. You could gamify it. Yes. Game like, what's my what's my week or month score? Yeah. Now, I read another interesting thing today. That we're, we're, we're careening off topic here. But about how all these social net networks, like, they make it easy to like something or favor, star it or heart it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, but they don't make it, it's not given a lot of UI prominence. You get like a number and like a, maybe a slightly different color if something's been liked. Mm -hmm. Whereas there is no easy way to say that you dislike something. So the only way to dislike something is to leave a nice, fat, big UI element with a bunch of text in it behind. Yep. Uh, which hurts a lot more than a dislike button. I thought that was really interesting. I never thought about that that way. We, we've made it easy to like something, but in doing so, we've kind of cheapened the like, and the, the, the dislikes come through way stronger, even though there's, like, usually far fewer of them. Let's no one leaves a, a comment on Facebook or Twitter that's like, wow, Sean, this is a really solid post, and I just wanted to say, like, thanks for writing it. It's <laughs> a stupid like. Well, it's that, like. it's that uh, famous Twitter ratio, right? You got ratioed comments to retweets, right? Uh, but that's what I love right. about uh, YouTube is they never backed away from that. They still have the thumbs up and thumbs down on videos, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which I think is I agree with you is actually in some ways a a better idea. Um, certainly different. Interesting. I just want to put that out there. Did you have a a good next door story, Dan? Yeah, that's what oh, I was going to ask. Last Halloween, I think I posted this on the Dubai Friday subreddit. Uh, someone asked if, if someone would come over while they were and, and hand out trick-or-treat candy at their house. Oh. So they're seeking volu volunteers 
to be the person to hand out candy at their house. They didn't say why they would need this or like, oh, are they busy? They didn't say like busy with what, like, oh, we're having a party. But then if you're having a party, like, why not just not hand out candy at all? Or do they not feel comfortable doing it? Or is there some other reason I can't even fathom? Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, it was that weird. weird. Did anyone have any theories on the Do I Friday subreddit? No, but I, I can find it. <laughs> Get to the bottom of this. Just in time for Halloween. That's right. That's coming oh, yeah. up. Month away. Man, I'm not prepared at all. I'm handing out candy for the first time this year Ooh. As, a, as a proud Ooh. homeowner. Do yourself, not as a you're not getting someone else to do it for you. Well, now that I have that idea, Dan, you want to come to my house and do it? Uh, no. Oh, All right. okay. Uh, here's what they said. I posted this in the Dubai Friday subreddit two years ago. Wow. Um, title of my post, Dingle and Dingle. I would like to have some help at my haunted house this Halloween. Uh, oh, no, this is what it was. I will supply the food, drink, candy, and appropriate decorations. You provide a five-minute routine for the trick-or-treaters that come to my door. <laughs> And the only response was, I called the Ghostbusters and they said no one had been dispatched to my neighborhood. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. <laughs> Darn. Weird. Now I want to sign up for Nextdoor. Do you do you actively peruse Nextdoor, Dan, or was it just a passing? No, I, I, I read the digest emails. Uh-huh. I'm bored. Um, I... I Never, I haven't gone on the website proper in years. Mm-hmm. I, I think local Facebook groups are way more fun now. That's where I all the action that, is. But we, I don't think we have those in New York because uh. there would be way too many fucking people in them. But you might have one for your street. I mean, I'm in like three or four for my town. Oh, okay. Or your neighborhood or your collection of buildings, wherever you live. It wouldn't surprise me. This is an interesting question. Oh my! And then there's like the the free speech ones where nothing is censored, but then there's like the ones where they censor certain things, and then there's drama. It's great. I'm a I'm a big fan. Drama. Plenty of it. Um. Alrighty. Any other stories in here we want to talk about? We got through pretty much all of them, unless you want to talk about the new Yahoo logo. <laughs> it's generic. It says Yahoo still. It's <laughs> yep. Although apparently this is a different hue of purple. Ooh. Which is odd because it was purple before. So I don't know if you're going to stay with purple. Why you would pick a different, a different purple? That's weird. But then again, when is Yah? When was the last time Yahoo did something that made sense? Fair. I mean, they're barely a thing, so I'm not going to disagree. I do like it says the company that designed the new logo says that the Y and the exclamation point of the logo are both set at an angle of 22.5 degrees of forward tilt that suggests a sense of momentum and excitement. I love marketing speak. Oh, that uh, that press release you sent, the MasterCard one? Mwah. That was like... Perfect. That was... Should I share a little bit of that for the folks? Yes, please. This I is, think it'll really add some color to this Yahoo. This, thing. this is this is Munch Squad perfect content. Um, Mastercard introduces the first taste of priceless. 
What does priceless taste like? In conjunction with the inaugural New York Times Food Festival, presenting sponsor MasterCard introduces two bespoke macaroon flavors, passion and optimism. In the latest manifestation, uh, in, in, by the way, my favorite part, in the latest manifestations of its multi-sensory brand expression. <laughs> Arriving on the heels of the launch of its first flagship restaurant, Priceless, in New York City, it is a sweet extension of MasterCard's long history of catering to consumers' culinary passions. Then, of course, you have to get in the quote. Uh, Raja Rajamanar, uh, the chief marketing communications officer, said, quote, People expect a lot, but sometimes what they don't expect can make a more lasting impression. With this first taste of Priceless, we are pushing our brand into uncharted territory and building on our expertise and creating the most extraordinary and delightful culinary experiences that you can get exclusively with MasterCard. Yeah. Uh, God, this is... It just keeps going here. This flavorful brand experience... This flavorful brand expression is the latest evolution in MasterCard's multi-sensory identity and its efforts to create tangible, priceless experiences for its cardholder. Yeah. Marketing. I don't see how this... I mean, on the one hand, we're talking about it. Like, I I feel like every time we talk about something like this in the show, I, I have to bust out that line. You know, would we care if MasterCard is just like, hey, everyone gets two free macaroons if you come to this thing on MasterCard. Like, no, no one cares about that. You add this kind of language into it, and suddenly you're 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 memeing on Reddit super hard. Maybe this is just next level marketing. All I know is if my man Dan texts me and tells me, dude, MasterCard is unveiling the latest expression of their multi-sensory brand, it's like I gotta be there. I gotta be there. This is how <sighs> it's they're bespoke flavors. <laughs> they're being unveiled that's right they're catering to consumers culinary passions Uh, what a dream all right guys let's go ahead and move on over to picks we kind of did mini picks with the games i don't know if you guys have anything else uh you want to share i don't uh i'm gonna think about it I have one that okay. you asked me not to put on yes. the, uh, in the in the rundown here. I want to be surprised. Surprise okay, me. Sean, you've introduced me to uh, many great. I had a good bespoke experience the other day. Bespoke experiences that really expand on your brand's flavor profile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but okay. my favorites are what I would call your books that you recommended that are like tech company car crash books yes a personal favorite it's all disaster the twitter book the amazon book the the uh bad blood the theranos book i'm reading super pumped the uber car crash book and after ever there was one uh and it's pretty good and i think sean that you would really like it I actually, you know, it's funny you mention it because I was waiting for somebody like you to read it and tell me it's good before I ordered it. So I, <laughs> I am super pumped about this. <laughs> do, you, all right, do you have uh, the Uber leadership quality of super pumpedness? Absolutely not. But I also have, have ethics, so. Uh, well, probably not for me. Qualifying. Wow. Have we talked about the uh, Uber's leadership qualities? Or Uber's core values. I don't think we've ever actually gotten into it. 
Let's want to get into it. Oh, hell yeah. All right, ready? Value number one, Uber Mission. Value number two, Celebrate Cities. Value mm, number three. What, I don't know what that means. Okay. Meritocracy and toe stepping. This is a weird one because it's actually two things in one. <laughs> the other one isn't a value at all. It's just a description of a thing that you do. Number four, principled confrontation. Number five, winning, colon, champion's mindset. Number six, let builders build. That explains a lot. Uh, seven, always be hustling without a G. Oh, hustling. Uh, okay. Hustling. Number eight, customer session. Okay, that one I get. Number nine, make big, bold bets. Mm. I'm making too big. Ten, make magic. I don't think that's what Uber does. Don't make magic. Make me a car that doesn't crash. And also, I think several of the previous points could have fallen under make magic. It feels redundant. Right. Eleven, be an owner, not a renter. But that's very counter to what Uber is. Twelve, be yourself. Hey, forget all this stuff. Just be yourself. It's fine. I like 13, how that's the last point. Or one of no, the last. No, it's not. We're at yeah. the last point. 13, optimistic leadership. Mm. Number 14, this is a little bit of a Heisen value. Just change or inside out or avoid politics or the best idea wins. Okay, that was just mouth gibberish. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's... <laughs> You ever watch the George Carlin bit where he takes the Twelve Commandments and reduces them to two? Yes. I feel like there's something like this, like that for this, where you could take all these 14 values and just reduce them down to two. They make do magic and be step yourself. on people's to be <laughs> Make magic, be yourself. That's right. That sounds, like, that sounds like a third grade classroom. All right, kids, always remember, make magic and be yourself. Uh, That's awesome. Are there more? Is it like the 38 steps of... Nope, that's it. That's it. Okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I'm very excited to uh, to pick this up. But I will wait until it's in softcover because I am cheap. But I will not get the Kindle version because I'm old. Oh. Do you know, I, I pre-ordered the Bad Blood softcover like six months ago and they keep pushing out the delivery date. Because I think they just keep printing more of the hardcovers. <laughs> that sucks. And it's they want you to give annoying. up and shell out for the hardcover. Uh, and I, you know what? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> the, the release date, right? I all right. I placed the. When did I place the order? I I genuinely need to know because I placed it the order last June. I placed the order on January 27th, 2019, for the soft cover, okay. the pre-order. It is now due for release January 28th, 2020. So I will get it one year after I ordered it. Theoretically, assuming they don't push it back again. Uh, jeez. Yeah, it's annoying. Although the paperback. Oh no, wait. Oh no, that's the pre-order for the paperback. Why can't I get it in? Oh, maybe I ordered the wrong book. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna get to the bottom because the cover art is all wacky. So no, it's only available. Well, anyway, okay, whatever. I'll figure this out. Maybe I gave somebody my money for nothing. Um, Colby, any, uh, any picks for you or are you going to pass this week? I... It's okay to pass. I think I might pass. I'm going to look at my phone for one hot second. Well, maybe you can... Well, while you're looking, maybe you can try out my pick. Uh, it's the Cat Dancer original cat toy. 
And you may be saying to yourself, Sean, this is a $2 cat toy. That's a piece of wire with a few little cardboard bits stuck to it. I got to tell you. Oh, my God. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. This cat toy is amazing. I have bought my cat so many different toys, most of which he doesn't use. And this thing, he goes. I actually bought him another kind of dancer toy. He doesn't like as much as this one. Um, And they're just little. It's steel wire and rolled cardboard. uh, And he just goes nuts and dances for it. (laughs) Um, and at two bucks, you can replace it all you want. And I learned, my brother told me, they now have a version of this from the same people with a suction cup on the end of it. So you can stick it to the wall or something and the cat will just play all by himself. You don't have to wave it around, you know, with him or her. So I highly yeah. recommend if you have a cat, and actually the cat in the photo looks like my cat, which is very nice. Um if you have a cat, I highly recommend picking up the Cat Dance original cat toy. It's $2, and you will get more than $2 worth of fun out of it. Available wherever fine pet products are sold. <laughs> Delightful. I don't, uh, I don't have a pick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think you are. Wait, That's the thing. Let me, che- let me check my list. I don't think. I'm going to check. I'm trying to think. I've been reading. I started reading Name of the Wind again, which has been picked on the show already. Um, did I pick my power beats? Yeah, you did. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, I think that's perfectly fine. You know what? You can pick Colby. How about a hot and fresh episode of Up for Debate? UFD published on the feed right now. It's a new episode all about baking which was a lot of fun. Matt and I, we talked the history of baking. We talked some of the techniques of baking, different bake. Did you guys know there's such a thing as baked milk? No. What's that mean? Well, it's a very complicated process where you heat up an oven, you put milk inside of it for eight hours, and then you take the milk out and consume it. This is not, this is different than pasteurized milk. Right. This is slow and low. You're baking the milk. And apparently eating it. And apparently something happens to it that makes it thick and slightly brown and tasty. It's big in uh, Russia and Russia adjacent countries. Did you try it? Absolutely not. Oh, challenge, challenge. Hard pass. Uh, But (laughs) speaking of challenges, Matt and I also ended the episode with giving each other a baking challenge. Oh, and I don't want to because we we sort of pick in the episode what we're going to bake. You want me to spoil what we're going to bake? Yes. We are making macaroons. Why? No idea. Because they're not easy, have complicated ingredients you'll never use for anything else, and take a Mm -hmm. bunch of work. But I was going to say, I'm pretty sure my sister has been trying to make macaroons for years. Yep. Now, Sean, are you going to make one of the uh, MasterCard flavored macaroons? That would be very funny. I think that the bespoke flavors. Are you thinking optimism or are you thinking passion? <laughs> In a way, it's the perfect challenge. Like one of you can do optimism, one of you can do passion. passion. I feel mm. like you both have a lot of optimism thinking you can make macaroons. So. We have a lot of passion to try and likely fail. Yeah. Um, how will our macaroons turn out? You're going to have to tune into the next episode to find out. Uh, we're not having an episode this week due to a scheduling conflict. So next week we will be publishing the results of our baking challenge. And as an f- even fresher teaser, we're about two weeks away from the next movie draft, which will be a lot of fun. These two guys, along with a bunch of other players, will be picking a whole new set of movies for the winter and we'll be crowning the summer champion. I just ordered the trophy the other day. Um, 
I can't believe it. Another one done and over with. Dan, tough year for you. Yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Is Dan back to dead last mm-hmm. and by a healthy margin? Yeah. An absolute collapse. Now, what what was the movie that we need to do well? All of them. I mean, you basically had Toy Story four and nothing else. You only had four movies. Yeah, we need a we need a billion out of Toy Story. Yeah, and you. <laughs> I mean, Toy Story it wasn't the top five movies of the summer, I believe. Maybe top six, but uh, but that was not enough because your other, literally, I think your other three movies combined didn't make a hundred million dollars. Yeah, we needed Men in Black to do a little something, a little something, something. Yeah, that was mm. that was eighty million. Oh my god! I mean, it was it was a nothing burger. So and uh, Colby, you ended up in third again, <laughs> as as I do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, I would be surprised if you didn't. That would be the big twist. Right. I would like to know, like, so total movie drafts, like, start to finish, like, who has the the highest totals? Or, like, is there some metric where I'm winning? Okay, I... Oh! That's a really good question. And the funny thing is, I do keep a master stat sheet. This and sounds I, like a uh, like a data scientist interview question. To take this data set and come up with some equation where Colby is winning. <laughs> Colby is winning. That sounds a little unethical, if I'm being honest. I, I don't know how this, I feel about that. We call this interview cooking the books. <laughs> I will say, for a long time, Colby, you held the record for most films purchased in a draft. Mm. But Dan and Sarah beat you back in uh, beat you back not too long ago, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't I don't see any immediate records uh, that yo wait no hang on no I'm sorry no you don't own any records oh I have a pick I have a pick oh good the good place season three is on hey, Netflix and season four premieres on NBC I think this week yes um, when Dan was talking about his kindness keyboard I was um. I was thinking of that. Seems very the good place. Uh, yeah, it's funny. It's still funny. Makes me laugh. Final season. Yeah. It's all over. Wrapping it. up. Wrapping up. Very cool. Great pick. Uh, by the way, Dan, you do still uh, hold the record for the uh, lowest grossing movie ever drafted. So. Is that a Sicario or whatever? No. Is that, was it? That was the comedian. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Even lower than that, like historical drama with Matthew McConaughey. Yes. That? Yes. That was it was because that summer. Yeah, that was the, that was the same summer that uh, the same. Oh no, no, or was it? Yeah, no, it's not that. But I'm trying to remember what year that was. Now they're all blending together. I feel like that was one of the earlier ones, and I thought, oh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey's stocks on the rise. And, and here's one trivia question I'll leave you with before we wrap up here. Um, Dan, you purchased the first ever movie in the movie uh-huh. league back in the summer Ooh. of 2016. Do you remember what movie that was? No. It was the lowest grossing movie that summer in our draft. You Classic. paid $12 for it, which is still the highest price ever paid for the lowest grossing movie in a respective <laughs> year. Of course, it was the first one ever done. You didn't know. I'll give you that. Why, that would be everyone's favorite, that cult classic, Hardcore Henry. 
Oh, <laughs> Henry. I remember we talk, like talking about that movie on the draft as we were doing it. Yep. Yep, somehow. And that made more than the comedian, so go figure. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that's going to do it for us here. We got to wrap up, uh, but we appreciate everybody coming out and joining us on this uh, wonderful humid Monday night. Uh, of course, our website, don'tpanic.io. You can go there and get all the past episodes, the audio, the video, the links to the picks will all be there. If you're going to buy any of our picks, go there because we get the referral bucks. Uh, and uh, also, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts is now free. You can get us there as well. We're everywhere. Uh, everywhere you want to be, just like MasterCard. Uh, and of course, you can follow us at don't panic show on Twitter and emails. Don't panic show at gmail.com. We will be back next week with more tech news um, and some uh, iOS 13.1 news. I don't know. We'll find out. You'll have to come back and join us. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another exciting Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.